Oakland police want to talk with John Onuma again, but we must emphasize he's not officially a suspect, just wanted for questioning. But detectives believe he can help solve this case. Through their investigation, detectives have found a trail of women Onuma has victimized. He hit me over the head with ropes and said, quote, unquote, you know I'm going to have to kill you. I can't let you go. And then he turned around and says, now you know what happened to Krista Mulberry. Here is Sergeant John Bradley of the Oakland Police Department talking to John Walsh of America's Most Wanted back in 1998. But unfortunately, we can't, we can't cross that gulf between connection and culpable suspect. He, he's just not that yet, but he is connected, and we need to nail down his connection to this case. Uh, greetings again, everybody. This is Dennis Mann, and obviously today we're going to look at the Kristen Montefiore case again. And what you just listened to were uh, outtakes from the 1998 America's Most Wanted video segment that John Walsh aired about the Kristen Montefiore case. And he did so because the Oakland police were trying to find uh, their quote-unquote, you know, air quotes, uh, person of interest, uh, John Onuma. So remember... When this show aired, it aired about 11 months after Kristen disappeared. She disappeared in in July, and uh, this was in May of the following year when this aired, so 1998. So for today's podcast, I want to go back to 1998, and then I want to fast forward four years to November of 2002, and I want to share with you uh, something I think is pretty significant, and I'll tell you the facts as I understand them. And then I'll let you make up your own mind whether John Onuma has any direct involvement in Kristen's disappearance. Now, just as a disclaimer, I don't know if John has anything to do with Kristen disappearing on June 23rd, 1997. I 100% know that he, he very irresponsibly inject, interjected himself into this case by making an anonymous phone call that the Oakland police were able to identify him. And uh, his actions on by doing that have set in, in, in motion the course of the Oakland Police Department for the last 24 years. So either he did something and he hurt Kristen, or he totally screwed around with law enforcement when they're trying to find a missing girl, and he thought it was funny as a joke. So either way, I don't have any, uh, any much respect for this guy. But anyway, like I told you, back in November... Uh, of 2002, I'd gotten an email, and it was a result of something that happened uh, about a month earlier. By this time, I, I was really running out of ideas what we could do for Kristen. And uh, at first, there was a lot of activity. I was going everywhere, talking to everybody. But just like anything else, as time goes on, things start to slow down. And, and that happened for me personally. And I was thinking, what can I do? What can I do? So I reached out to a wonderful man as a private investigator, Tim Hames. Uh, he's out of California. And I said, Tim, I'm thinking about flying to Hawaii just to see, maybe just go talk to Onuma. And uh, so Tim said, well, I'll do what I can. And he found out that uh, Onuma had a post office box in Honolulu on Ward Avenue, 350 Ward Avenue. And uh, he also had an address 
in a town called Kanahoe. It's K-A-N-E-O-H-E. And it's uh, maybe a half hour outside of Honolulu. And uh, so I said, well, what the heck? I, that portion of my life was all for Kristen Mataferis. I said, I'm going to go. So I hopped on a plane. I flew to Honolulu. And uh, I made my way out to Kanahoe. And I was unprepared for how beautiful it is. So all those postcards are true. Kanahoe is gorgeous. And uh, there was a gated community. And I couldn't understand how a Numa would be connected to a gated community. But um, I've since learned his connection to that. And uh, there's an address called 47924 Kamakoi Road. K-A-M-A-K-O-I Road. And if you, again, if you go to Kristen and Kent, um, and this will be episode 8, episode 8, uh, you'll see the photographs of the property I'm talking about. But anyway, it turns out that Onuma, somehow, with no job, was living in this seaside resort home was beautiful uh all by himself and i believe the property was listed like 1.4 million dollars at the time and so how the heck was he living there all by himself made no sense to me and he was driving a uh a mercedes-benz that was a convertible and uh again no job so anyway i was i was armed with a bunch of flyers and i um i was passing flyers out around the neighborhood and the flyer, to my memory, just said, you know, go to uh, findkristen.com. And all I had on the homepage was the um, episode for America's Most Wanted. So I let the credibility of John Walsh and the Oakland Police Department speak for me. I just want to get people to that website right away to be 100% credibility. They'll see John Onuma for what he is, and hopefully a tip will come in. Well, sure enough, I did get a tip. And basically... The tip I got was that I had passed out a flyer and I received an email from a property manager from that, that actual residence. And it was owned by, it wasn't owned by Onuma, it was owned by a woman by the name of Geraldine Svitanovich, C-V-I-T-A-N-O-V-I-C-H, I believe, and a gentleman by the name of Daniel Doobie. And the email that I got was that uh, Ms. Svitanovich and Mr. Doobie were horrified to learn that John Onuma might be mixed up with a, mi a missing girl and that they immediately evicted him. And please, whatever you do, please do not, do not put uh, their name on the website. And that sounded good to me. Onuma's gone, good. The heck with him. And I have no reason to say anything about uh, Ms. Svitanovich or Daniel Doobie. So I was more than happy to... Um, I can't remember now, but I wouldn't have put their name up on there. But if I did, I would have taken it down immediately. My my, my focus was not on on the the landowner. My focus was Onuma, right? And so uh, I did get an email back from the property manager, and they thanked me for doing it. And they said, if anything we can do, uh, we want Kristen found just as much as anybody. We'll be glad to help you. So things uh, were kind of quiet for about a week or so. It might have been two weeks now. Remember, we're going back. This is 2002. This is 18 years ago. So you're dealing with fading memories. But um, I get a call from the property manager. Listen to this. I get a call from the property manager. And he says, Dennis, we just got a call from John Onuma. And Onuma wants to get back into the house. And, you know, of course, we say, no way. You're not going near that house. He goes, I got to get back in that house. And they said, why? 
He said, oh, I left some of my stuff there. And they said, you didn't leave any of your stuff there. That stuff, the house is cleaned out. We made sure of it. He goes, no, I left. He goes, I got a briefcase, but I hid it. The briefcase is hidden. And then they said, well, we don't care where you hid it. You're not getting back in that house. They said, you tell us where the briefcase is. We'll go get it, and, and, and we'll get it back to you. So Onuma didn't have many options. He said, okay. So he said that the briefcase was hidden up in the attic below some eaves. And so the property manager, next time he was over at that property, sure enough, he goes into the attic, finds the eaves, lifts them up, and there's the briefcase. And the property manager, he did just what you and I would have done. He, they, they opened the, um, uh, the briefcase, and guess what they found inside? They found articles on Kristen Modafferi in that briefcase. And one of the other things they found were results of a polygraph that Anuma had taken, asking whether or not he had any involvement with Kristen, but he had his own people do the polygraph. And the Oakland police laughed at it. They said, they just say, if you ever get that polygraph, just take it, rip it up, and throw it in the garbage. It has no value at all. But he did have articles on Kristen Modafferi that were hidden in a briefcase in that article. And uh, like I said, I don't know if John was involved in why Kristen didn't come home that night. But I do know that the uh, Oakland police say he is involved and they just need to figure out how he's involved. So finding a briefcase in the attic where a person of interest on America's Most Wanted is living and the contents of that briefcase are articles about the missing girl that the America's Most Wanted TV show is about, that's quite alarming, but it gets a little more interesting than that. About a year goes by, about a year, and uh, I get another tip. This one was anonymous, and luckily, um, through a lot of internet searching, I was able to find out who it was, and it turned out the, the tipster turned out to be a wonderful person. But I'm going to read you what came into me in November of 2004. It said simply this, Do not try to find out who I am. I'm in danger just writing to you. Please contact Bill Lyons to request a copy of his deposition regarding Daniel Doobie. The fact that Doobie gave safe haven to John Anuma is very troubling. Doobie is not a wealthy businessman and owner of a company called Personal Prosperity. He has a felony criminal record and served time. He has an FBI record in the pornographic film industry in Asia. His recently divorced ex-wife, and he's, here he's talking about Geraldine Fatanovich, Miss Fatanovich. His recently divorced ex-wife is Herbalife giant and co-founder salesperson who has brought in all the properties and cars that you cite on your website. She divorced him suddenly in November 2003, uncontested by him. And then she shares with me how to get a hold of uh, Mr. Bill Lyons. So it turns out I'm thinking, wait a minute. Oh, birds of a feather flock together, right? What the heck is Onuma with no job doing living in a seaside resort area in a million-dollar home all alone with no job? And then I find out that uh, the house was bought by one of the co-founders of Herbalife. 
and she's got nothing to do with it. She um, uh, she married this guy named Daniel Doobie, and we're going to talk a lot about Daniel Doobie. Uh, he's a very, very interesting person. But somehow we found out that Onuma was running around the world with Daniel Doobie. So they were, they were joined at the hip, basically. And uh, uh, somehow, I guess when you're very, very wealthy, you own many, many homes. And Daniel Doobie, this is my guess, must have convinced his wife at the time to let Onuma live in that house all alone. But that all ended when I started passing out that flyer. So I'm... I'm you know, naturally happy about that. So in a future podcast, I want to tell you, I want to share with you the connection that uh, John Numa has with this mercurial guy named Daniel Doobie and his uh, ex-wife, Geraldine Svitanovich. So thank you for listening and we'll see you at the next uh, podcast. Bye-bye. The main reason why I do this podcast is I'm hoping somebody calls in with a tip. If that's you, if you're out there listening and you have information on Kristen, by all means, please reach out to me. My phone number is 914-483-7214. My name is Dennis Mann. My email is Dennis Mann, D-E-N-N-I-S-M-A-H-O-N at yahoo.com. Also, if you want to just go straight to the open PD, that's fine. I'll give you to Sergeant Bradley Young. You want to contact him in Oakland, California. And his phone number is 510-238-3320. And finally, in closing, you can go to the website we have. It's uh, findkristen.com. And our Facebook group is just Facebook slash findkristen. Thank you.